is it. Episode number 152. No Laugh Track Podcast. This is Justin Severson, the host. Thank you to Circle of Heat for letting us play their music there at the beginning. And uh, my guest today, here's what happens. It's an unwritten rule in uh, podcasting when you get above 150, which I made it a big deal out of. Uh, then you get best-selling authors on the show. And, that's the uh, rule. Yeah, that is the rule, and that's why Sarah Colonna is here today. <laughs> how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you very much. We don't usually do this on Friday, but you're the you came in just for a couple shows here. Not a couple, but for yeah, the weekend yeah. Here I at got Acme. in uh, yesterday afternoon, so there's a nice direct flight in the afternoon right here to Minneapolis. So I was able to come here. It was awesome. Um, yeah, because usually you have to get in like the night before, and then you lose a whole day and all that. But I was like, oh, I can actually get in Thursday. Did afternoon. you work earlier this week? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then, yeah, I got in yesterday afternoon and it's going to be a good weekend. I actually haven't ever performed at a club in Minneapolis. I think yeah, I've only I done a co- Yeah. No, I've only done, I think, a college and, um, we and have it those. was, yeah, a couple, co- yeah, we have one or two here. Uh, but that's, I think, the only time I've ever performed in Minneapolis, I realized when I got here. I was like, oh, I haven't done, and I've always heard, that this club is fantastic. Yeah, you've, so. heard, you've heard correctly. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. I'm very stoked. Well, it's about time. Yeah, it's I agree. About time. Yeah, I've been doing this podcast three years, and you haven't been here in those three years. So. Nice. Three years, though. Congratulations. Th- thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I saw on Twitter that you uh, you have plans for tomorrow afternoon. I do. I'm going to go to the Twins game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big baseball fan. Okay. And, you know, I always check when I'm performing in a city if they have a, a team. I'm always looking to see. And it's usually at night, so you usually can't make it. Right. Or they're out of town. And so I was really excited when I saw a 110 yeah. Saturday day game, like walking distance from the hotel. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I've never been to that stadium. And it's obviously supposed to be amazing. So I'm pretty stoked. Awesome. Yeah. I'll awesome. just go sit by myself at a baseball game. I'm not afraid. <laughs> I'm a woman of the 2000s. <laughs> I've gone to a few baseball games by myself. It's day fun. games. Day yeah. games only. Yeah. I've gone to by, by myself. Do you feel like it's sad to go to a night game by yourself? I don't. I've always found there's always somebody to go with at night. Yeah. Days it's harder. Yeah. But day, it's fun. I like doing a lot of things by myself because yeah. I don't like other people all that much. <laughs> <laughs> I, um,. I'll be there tomorrow, not watching. I'm going to be over there working, oh, so I might see you tomorrow. You work over there? Yes. What do you do? Cold beer here. Oh, really? Yes. Shut- oh, y'all, you'll definitely see me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I have to work at night, so I can only have like two beers during the day, but spread out before like 8 o'clock, I should be okay yeah, with like pace, two beers. Pace, yeah, pace. Yeah. Not shotgun a beer. <laughs> that would be weird. You learn to pace. Uh, I haven't worked over there because the crowds have been not so great i haven't been over there since the home opener oh really so now that the crowds are getting bigger they're having more guys coming to work is it just because the weather's getting better is that and what... because the twins are some surprisingly playing really really well yeah no they are but so people weren't coming at the beginning of the season they just wanted to see if it was sticking for a few this is minnesota oh, yeah okay yes. they're like we're not coming until we see that they're actually playing yeah well. i don't know how much you've been paying attention but they've lost over 90 games like three three years in a row yeah so no, I pay attention. Yeah. I pay attention a little bit. Yeah. I'm a big Angels fan. Uh, well, that's my, your team. Yeah. Yeah. And my dad, because my dad was a sports editor, and so I grew up, he covered the Angels. So I grew up going to baseball games in the summer when I would visit him. It was always the Angels. So I'm a big Tory Hunter fan as well. Oh. You guys ripped right out of our bare hands. I love Tory. Yeah, I oh, know. I me too. Tory. I was really mad they let him go. I really was. Yeah. Oh, I love Tory. Yeah, he's awesome. I told, I'm, I, you know, maybe he's... 
maybe we'll find out someday he's the worst guy ever, but that smile and his personality is like, I, I, I'm such a sucker for it. I know. It's hard. Every once in a while he says something a little like in the media that you're like, oh, that's not great. But well, yeah. then you do, and everyone forgets because he flashes a really mm-hmm. nice smile. Yeah, yeah. Then, he, then he smiles and pats somebody on the butt and like, ah, oh, it's Tori. Yeah. He's such a good guy. <laughs> he's such a good guy. Uh, what the hell? So you were a fan. So you were going to games when they were the California Angels. I was, yeah. Wow. Yeah, way yeah. back. Yeah, in Before the eighties. All, all this ridicul- ridiculous confusion of where their home is or what their yeah, identity is. Or- it's so weird because I guess they actually. Well, I don't guess. I know that they actually started as the Los Angeles Angels because they played at Dodger Stadium before they had their own stadium. Okay. I mean, in the you know, in like 1952 or something <laughs> like that. So, if anyone wants to really get into it, they could be like, "Well, that is what they started." But they became the California Angels, and I loved that. Like, I you know, they kind of it was like, "Oh, instead of a city, they represent the state," and yeah. I liked that about yeah. it. And then when they changed it, and then they threw in a- of Anaheim, and I, it, it never made any sense. Ridiculous. I guess it's a marketing thing, but I was like, I don't think people are all of a sudden going to be like, "Oh, I'll root for them instead of the Dodgers because they have the name Los Angeles in it." So. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's either you like the American League or the National League. That's how you figure it out. <laughs> Garrett Anderson was my always. I always liked watching him play. Yes, were you he's a fan a, of Garrett? Yes, huge Anderson. fan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on the on the good team on the O two team. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that. Uh, oh man, we could go on and on. People don't want to hear about all that probably, but. The Twins would play the Angels. They don't use that rally monkey anymore, do they? Oh, they do. Seriously? Oh, they sure do. I fucking rally monkey. It's the worst. I mean, it's one of those things that you just have to, as a fan, go, this is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. But... I love monkeys. Embrace it. Yeah. I hate the rally monkey. Yeah. it's Well, it's so stupid. I mean... It's it's but I won't lie to you like every time it comes on at the stadium and uh-huh. they have them in, yeah. and then they throw they have these movie clips where they put them in and then I'll, like it'll why be, am I laughing I'm encouraging I know it. it's the worst like they'll have like ta- I think they had one for like Taken Three where it's a scene with Liam Neeson and he's doing you know and then all of a sudden the rally monkey's in it and oh, it's of course hysterical every time <laughs> and then you're like ashamed of yourself yes I'm but ashamed right it's now it's fun laughing. every time yeah. And the Thundersticks, wasn't that the Angels yeah, as well? Yeah, I'm glad those went away. That did go away. I think they went away fast because people figured out it was super annoying. And I do remember one game where some woman like reached over and patted one of the players on the ass in the outfield with the Thunderstick, and I think that's when they went away. <laughs> I think they were like, these can reach the players. I mean, we can't. Thunder, for people who don't know, Thundersticks were, they were like, Kind of balloons, like harder balloons, basically. Yeah, right? that they would, people that would just slam together. together. It was awful. Yeah, yeah. And it, you you would have to mute the broadcast. Yeah, <laughs> it was. They were super loud, and in the stadium, you were just like, and people next to you, and no one's really paying attention to how wide their their clap is. So oh. they're like knocking you in the face, and you're like, this isn't exactly. Oh, what trust I me, as a uh, as a vendor that's worked all uh, you know at Vikings games, Twins games, uh, Minnesota Wild games, mm-hmm. I have been hit like the you know rally towel the. Homer, oh, yeah. Hanky, yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Uh, I've been hit with people. It's like punched in the face, basically, on accident. Yeah. Hit with their towel in the face. It's a yeah. dangerous job. I didn't even think about that aspect of it. It really is. <laughs> you think it's just the risk of uh, slipping and falling down the stairs, but no, you, you can, can also get, get hit with in a, the face. a towel. Yeah. 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 And where else is that going to happen? So, boy, you have so much going on. It's ridiculous. I, I watched a couple of clips. You have a book, obviously, that yeah. you're going out promoting. Yeah, in this is my to second doing comedy. Book. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, this is sort of, I mean, not sort of. It is my book tour with this book. Um, I did one when my first came out. My first book came out in 2012, and I 
just went and I did clubs for basically like four months every weekend. And, um, and so that's what I'm doing with this one too. Although I guess, well, it was the end of March it came out. So yeah. this is like the third month of it almost. And so are you, are you out with a box of books after the show? Yeah, there's, it's actually real. I'm very fancy that a bookseller comes and takes them and, and collects the money and then she leaves with the books. It's fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, the ones that don't sell. And that yeah. is anyway. Yeah. It's she, really, she disposes of the empty boxes. Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting to have someone do that for you because the first time it was like my publisher they were just kind of like after the first couple shows they were like okay you can just like get them yourself and bring them right and I was like oh but this publisher is all over it they've been sending a bookseller so it's all nice and fancy plus it's not like a box of books is light no it's a huge pain in the ass yeah so (laughs) do I have to do I check this or do I (laughs) (laughs) yes yeah all that's um I watched a couple clips of you uh Online, you did uh, uh, my favorite shows. I'm being completely sarcastic. The View and the uh. Talk. <laughs> Is that allowed? It's like people doing like Leno and, and Letterman. I know. Is that allowed to do two like uh, female oriented talk shows? We weren't sure actually. Shows? It was funny because they I got uh, the talk before my book came out, and they did just an interview and. Um, and my publicist was like, I don't know if The View is now going to not have you, but whatever. We'll see. And it turns out they didn't care. They were like, we'll just definitely do different. You know, we'll talk about different subjects or whatever from your book. Let's not do the same. But then they had me do stand up on The View. Yeah, which was I watched super weird. Yeah, yeah, it was really weird. I mean, I, it was really fun. Um, and uh, and they had done it. They used to do it when Joy Behar was on The View. Okay. Years ago. Uh, they did like Joy's Comedy Corner because she was a comedian, you know. So That's she what they, Was she really a comedian? I don't know. I think so, right? No, I've only heard that. No one's. I, I feel I like she was. Uh, no one's actually seen it. I think I she know. was. Yeah, oh. I'm gonna have to scour the internet for videos now. Um, anyway. And they decided to bring it back, and I was like, the f- I was like, oh good, I'm the f- guinea pig for oh. this. But it turned out to be really great. It's a weird thing to do stand up at ten in the morning. That's what I was going. I, that's, yeah, I, yeah. And it, you know, and you have to make it obviously very daytime friendly, lady friendly. So just to you know that kind of thing, yeah. um, which I did, uh, and. It was fun. It was really fun. It turned out to be really great. So yeah. they definitely had me do two very, a very different thing than the talk. But yeah. <laughs> it's weird to be on, like, to do this daytime TV stuff. It really is. But I actually enjoy it. And the talk, they were all great. Like, they're all pretty. They've been doing it for years. Yeah. They, yeah. And you met Whoopi. I met Whoopi. That was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, I took a picture with Whoopi. I got very excited. And then she said to me afterwards, she said, come back anytime. And I was like, ooh, was that like the Leno, appro- like the, I mean, the Carson approval, right, right, you right. know, like, was that sort of like. Here's your spot on the couch. Yeah, Here's yeah. Your spot at the table. Yeah, anytime. Whoopi said I can come back anytime. Yeah. I mean, they haven't had me back yet, but uh, <laughs> it was nice of her to say that. <laughs> That's all right. Keep that in your pocket. Yeah. How did, uh, how does a comic start writing books? I know a lot do. Why, why did you? Like going um, back to the first one. You know, I did with my first one. I I always, I mean, I I liked writing. I like writing. It's part of obviously my job. I also wrote um, on Chelsea lately full time too. Mm-hmm. So I, but a book is obviously such a different thing. And I always wanted to, but then I thought, what? It, I don't know. For there was part of me that was like, what kind of ego do I have that I think people would want to read something I write? Right. But then I was like, well, that's not a good way to think because I love to read books. So if every author felt that way, there wouldn't be any books, right? Uh-huh, like you're yeah. supposed to just uh-huh. – but it is different when you're doing nonfiction because you're telling. But to me, I was like I'm telling stories that hopefully people can relate to. And I, I mean I'm pretty honest and I, you know, I talk about how much things suck sometimes yeah. and like how hard it is to – you know, I mostly my first book was about like thinking I was supposed to have my life all figured out by 25 
and then having to deal with the fact that that's not at all how it works. Yeah. Um, and so I got a lot of people who really seem to relate to that. And then honestly, the, the my second book was the same is the same, but in your thirties and more of like your life is a little figured out in one spot. For me, it was professionally, and then um your personal life really suffers. So that's really the main point of that book. And um, I don't know. I just started. I actually had a book agent who still is my book agent. He wrote me in before my first book, and he was like, "I see you on the show." I feel like you have a strong voice and opinions and people can relate to you. Would you ever be interested in writing a book? So he kind of, you know, it was always in my mind rumbling around. But then when someone asked me to, I was like, oh, okay, someone said I could. Yeah. So I'll do it. Yeah. You know, going back to what you said about uh, like the first one, I, um, when I hear uh, like a, like, let's say a 20 year old and you, and you, you know, it's like an acquaintance of someone and they're going and you're like, you know, I'm really worried about him. He's, you know, he's not doing well in college or he hasn't figured it out. Some people get so concerned about that. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, you're, if you don't have it figured out now. And you like, don't have to. I lo- it's so nice to be able to, you know, to be a, to be at a certain age and to look back and go, you know what? Those those can be fuck off years. They can be. And also, if you figure it out, then you, you're probably going to change your mind later, too. You yeah. know, I mean, some people don't. Some people, you know, everyone's a little different, obviously. And there's some people that are like, this is what I, I mean. I knew what I wanted to do my whole life. So that was fine. But it was just for me, the struggle was when it was going to be accomplished, you know, um, and it's not realistic to move to Los Angeles. I mean, for some people, maybe, but to move to Los Angeles at 21 and think you're going to have, you're just going to be fine by 25, you know, like that's just not the what case. Is, you were going there to? To do stand up yeah. and, and act and write and, um, well, for me, for I was there to write my stand up. Like I, I didn't ever think I'd be a full time writer on a show. I have to say, but then obviously it's one of the best jobs I ever had, and so I'm very glad. And especially since for Chelsea lately, when you're a writer on there, you're also a performer, so you're yeah. writing your jokes, her jokes. It was like the best of both both worlds, you know. Yeah. So you kind of got to do everything. I don't know that I'd be great just like in a writer's room on a show where I'm not performing because I think I have to be. I think that's just part of. I say that now, who knows? In five years, I might be like, oh my God, get me. You're the best person writing for other people. Yeah, please put me somewhere where I don't do anything but write for other people. But <laughs> I don't know. But for now, I, I, that's that's the only sort of interest I have in writing is where I can be writing for myself at the same time. Yeah. You know? How about reading? You read other people's books? Like, yeah, uh, I read a lot. Yeah. I do. I, I'm usually, I mean, right now I'm reading another comedian's book, a friend of mine, Jen Kirkman, who, because it's not coming out until like, I don't know a few months but they gave it to me to oh she to, has another one yeah yeah oh. she's she's it's coming out I think next year and then so they gave it to me as to to do a blurb like you get an advanced copy which is always kind of cool when you yeah. get to like read someone's book before it comes out yeah, so yeah. that's actually what I'm reading right now but yeah I do like to read a lot so but I read like we like also um I have a weird fet like I love these mystery I don't know it's like science fiction thriller almost not science fiction that's not the medical science Okay. This isn't coming out right. <laughs> I should I should probably look up exactly what she calls her genre. It's this woman Tess Gerritsen, and she writes like it, it, they actually developed the show Rizzoli and Isles off of her books. Oh, okay. but that shows ter- like I mean I hate to say it's terrible because it, but it is. I don't like it. Angie Harmon is actually here today. Yeah, too. I know. I don't want her to come out and punch me in the face. But uh, <laughs> but I I just don't like it because I know what it's based on, and it's completely not okay. like this. I like, gotcha. Yeah, they yeah. made it get a little more like a jokey thing, and like it's not at all. It's like these very serious serial killer books, basically. Okay. Wow. Yeah, so that's not science fiction or medical drama, is it? It's just like a serial killer book. Mm-hmm. So that's mainly what she writes about. Someone dies, <laughs> and then she investigates. How about and, audiobooks? 
I like audiobooks. Yeah, yeah I do. They're fun to li- I like it when the author reads them. And how about for your book? I didn't do one on my first one, but I did for this one. So my second one um, is out on audio already. And, and I read, read it. it. Yeah. 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 Which I thought, I did think I was going to hate a little bit. Like, because you, I would be, I figured I'd be reading it and then being like, why did I say it that way? Or why didn't I? Yeah. Why you is that in change there? things? Maybe? Yeah, but it's like way too late because the book's about to come out. Yeah. But instead, I loved it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really fun to read it and sort of bring it to life that way. Was there? Was it in? A stu- I'm curious. Was it in a studio with someone coaching you? Like, yeah, there was. It was. I was in a booth, and then there was just someone out there following along. And then if you flubbed a word, he would just mark it and tell you to go right back, and yeah. you would just pick it up. It was pretty interesting, actually. I mean. You know, you're reading your own words, so you don't flub it too much, but you kind of can, or you start reading, like, leave out a word, you yeah, know, or something. Right. Um, so, and then they, after I did it, it took, like, three days, I think. Um, I mean, three, like, six-hour days, not right. three 24-hour days. <laughs> you wouldn't let me leave. <laughs> Acting like I'm in the military or something. Um, <laughs> no food. Yeah. So, it took, like, three days, and then they have someone that listens to it, I guess, while they read it and they mark every little word that you might have either left out or said wrong or something, you know, like in, I don't know, a were instead of a was or something. And it must be such a tedious job, but probably a cool job because then you're like, you get to like listen to audiobooks. although I'm sure some are more fun to listen to than others. Oh God, there could be some bad ones. Yeah. Oh my God, there could be some yeah, bad like ones. Like a financial advising oh, book or something. Textbook. Yeah, that would be bad. Ugh. That wouldn't be fun. I did a, uh, my sister just wrapped up, uh, she went back uh, for some more schooling, some art college, and she had a final project where she was like doing like the history of, I don't know, uh, some history of St. Paul, and she was animating it, and then she needed it narrated, and she asked me to do it, and uh, I found out after, sent it back to her, and she put it all together, then let me know that uh, I totally screwed up one word, it was supposed to be cave, and I said lake, like Carver Lake instead of Carver Cave, which... If some history nerd is actually paying attention to what this thing is about, it's going to be like, he, he fucked that up. Right. But she just left it in. Oh, she left it in? Yeah, left you it did... in. There was no chance to correct it. Oh. So for her final project. You fucked it up. I fucked it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good job. I know. Yeah, I hope you're proud of yourself. Yeah. I didn't get a chance to correct it. It's I know. That is, I know. It is weird that they didn't let you correct it. They're like, supposed to let you. God damn. It's their fault. Yeah, it is their fault. Their fault, fault for trusting you, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's her fault yeah. for asking. Yes. Hi, Allison. She listens to this podcast. Oh. Say hi to her. Hey, Allison. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry what he did. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Did you uh, Did you know Chelsea Handler before you started working with her? I did, yeah. You did? Yeah, I knew her for a long time. We actually started doing stand-up around the same time. We oh, okay. met in like this. We met in this tiny improv class, and um, we were both not that great at improv, nor did we really want to do it. Yeah. But at the time, I didn't really understand. I was only like 22 or 23, so I don't think I knew that how separate stand-up and improv are, you know? Um, I think in people's minds, it's... If you don't know it, you just like, oh, stand-up, improv, same thing. It's not at all. No, like, improv uh-uh, is so... Right. So um, we quickly were like, oh, this isn't at all. I mean, it was a good skill to at least take a class for sure. when you're... Especially when you're on stage, you have to improvise a lot as far as, you know, when you go into the audience and stuff, or at least... I mean, I do. But um, it wasn't... Yeah, I was like, oh, the games and all that stuff just, like, wasn't for me. <laughs> so games. Yeah. Like, the, the improv games. I mean, I love when someone's good at it and you go watch it. It's great. Yeah, it is. But I was not, so I didn't want anyone to have to watch that. <laughs> so I was kind enough to say this is not for me. Um, but she wasn't either interested. So we met in that class, and then okay. we started doing, like, open mics together. So. I was... Uh, my fiancé is a... Uh, big fan of Chelsea and has like went to her show when she was here last 
like doing like the you know yeah she did her target center or something, yeah she did her show. book tour I and think then here. uh his she i was uh looking through the, our bookshelf the other day i was thinking about grabbing some old ones and uh, getting rid of them and clear out some space and i saw uh my fiance's all her chelsea handler books oh nice and there's the one i started paging through and you you're in one of them in the what is it stories chelsea oh the lies that chelsea lies. handler yeah, told me oh yeah well I helped. It's funny because that story was all, that book was all um, contributed. Like she had all her friends because she loves, likes to basically lie and, and tell people these like, and sort of carry out these giant practical jokes, you know, but they're not like physical practical jokes. It's like she had convinced, I think, Heather McDonald, who was also on the show, right. that she was going to be cast in this movie about um, Sally. F- uh, oh, wait. Oh, my God. This is awful. I can't think of her name. The, the the woman that went up in space and they got blown apart. Remember in the 90s? Oh, Krista McCullough? Yeah. The teacher from the 80s? Yeah. Oh. Yes. Why did I say Sally? I literally almost said Sally Field. That's oh, not at all. Oh, Sally Ride that was an astronaut. Yes. It wasn't her. No. Anyway, she convinced her she was going to be in this movie and it was like this whole ridiculous thing. <laughs> um, so she had everyone write these chapters about... Um, different people like what what they went through but it was she was like you have to write something and I was like I've, I can't I've actually never lied to me I don't know if I should be offended or not but she just never done that to me and maybe it's because we'd known each other for so long that I'd be like whatever you know that yeah. I would know um so instead I helped a couple other I helped her brother and um another friend of hers who weren't really writers I helped them with oh, theirs okay. so I can tr- like kind of edited their chapters oh, and okay. helped so I believe she put a photo of me of her like hiking up my dress or something and put a photo of me in there and said thanks so that's always a nice way to be thanked (laughs) typical chelsea but you love it yeah have you autographed that picture for people i have actually yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. i've had to sign my my butt cheeks a couple (laughs) times (laughs) nice nice i um and then i as we talked briefly before we started recording here you and i have something in common besides we're the exact same age oh we are yeah when are you born? When? What was your birthday? A month before you. Oh, really? November seventy four. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm December seventy four. That is a month before me. Yeah, you, you, I just wanted to test your calculations. Yeah. <laughs> Were you excited to turn forty? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Why not? Yeah, I was too. I feel like people think I don't know. Maybe just I think that is a good thing to sort of, sort of let people know that because I freaked out when I turned thirty because again I was in the mindset of everything was supposed to have been figured out. But then I, when it wasn't, and I figured out that like it's so much more fun to be in your 30s, by the way. Yeah. Um, then I thought, well, it must be even more fun to be in your 40s. Because, I don't know, people say they want to go back. I'm like, I would never want to be in my 20s again. It was fucking awful. <laughs> I was awful. Everybody was awful. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, I had some fun, and I made some good friends, yeah. but it's awful. Yeah, that's the best way to sum up Yeah, 20s. and so I was, so turning 40, I thought, I thought, oh, God, I hope I don't have another like weird you know, thing about turning another age. And I so did not. I didn't, I don't, I still don't care. And I know people who just like lie about it, especially, and not even just women, men too, in this business. They'll be like, I never, like I'll say, I talk about being 40 on stage. I don't know why you would pretend to be a different age. I mean. You know what I was worried about is someone throwing me a surprise party. Oh yeah. And no one did, thankfully. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody loves you. (laughs) It's great. I didn't even have any type of big party. No. That was actually kind of disappointing. You know what? I It's funny because I was going to, all my friends were like, you have to do something in town and have everybody come and just invite everyone. And that just stresses me out. I don't, 
like you, especially mixing friends who don't really usually hang out at some fucking bar. And I just, <laughs> I didn't want to, but I went to Cabo with eight girlfriends. Oh, and wow. I basically did what I always wanted to do, which was like host. I like got a villa for everyone and they had to, oh, you nice. know, just like, they just got their own flights and I like, I just wanted to like, I saved up and I just wanted to do something like that. And then after that, when someone, and I did it before my birthday, like mid December, before everyone went away for the holidays and stuff. And when my friend, when I came back, my friend was like, okay, well now you have to have a party with everyone. I was like, no, I'm good. Like that was what I wanted to do. And now I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. So my birthdays uh, falls on Thanksgiving sometimes. So that was always nice because then, you know, like it was the mandatory get together with relatives. So I got gifts. Yeah. But you having a birthday. Like what Christmas. day is your birthday? 27th. Oh, okay. Because yep. my fiance is the 26th, and so his sometimes falls yeah, on Thanksgiving as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How was it having your birthday right by Christmas? Um, I don't, it's fine. Did you I double mean, up or you, you didn't know, care? No, Did my, you like, my you mom was always good about making sure I got presents on my birthday that were separate from Christmas. I don't know if I, if she really spent the same amount she should have technically. Yeah, I never right. saw any receipts. <laughs> um, like, I don't know if she was like, oh, I'll just throw this in with the Christmas money. And then, uh, but she definitely made an effort to make sure I had my birthday celebration on a different day. And so even when I would go home for Christmas, when I was older, if I was gone by my birthday, she still wouldn't like give me my birthday presents until at least the day after Christmas, oh. the 26th. So she always makes sure it was separate, so they that was kind of good. They didn't just sneak them under the tree. No. Uh, yeah, yeah, just let her open. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, I feel like I, I get a little robbed because no one's ever around for my birthday. Mm-hmm. So I always feel I've never really had a big party or anything. Yeah. So that's why I was excited to do what I did this year. I was. I remember, you know, uh, growing up, like when my buddy's dad turned 40. God, it makes you feel, that does make me feel old when I have memories of like, you know, my friend's parents turning 40 right that was a big deal but i remember they had put up a big sign in the front like uh honk lordy lordy joe is 40 oh yeah honk honk him a congrats or a happy birthday wish yeah we had the same with my my stepdad i remember that exact same it's his last name is henderson and it said lordy lordy henderson's 40 (laughs) and then i think my mom got it in the in the newspaper I think it said like they in in Arkansas, small town, they still do birthday announcements in the, you know, yeah, that's sure. really funny. I remember that exact same. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing that really rhymes with forty. Mm-hmm. That sounds that makes it that's fun. That, that's fun. That, yeah. That you could put in a front yard. Yes, or the exactly. Local newspaper. <laughs> yeah. And get away with. Uh, so the other thing we have in common besides age is that we are both engaged. Yeah. Not to each other. No. We're not going to break that story now no <laughs> how long have you been engaged seven no uh i going back to my birthday i asked her i proposed on my birthday oh nice in november that's yeah. a nice present for yourself yeah. terrible what if she would have said no but right yeah right a little risky uh-huh. but i applaud you for that yeah oh i there was no doubt she was gonna say yeah that. i feel like you know going in right oh i knew yeah. Oh, I knew. I yeah. mean, my fiance told me he knew I was going to say yes, but he still, I've never seen any. I was like, what's happening? Because I, I didn't realize he was going to propose until I started seeing that he was like sweating, but we were inside and like we weren't, <laughs> doing, we weren't doing anything. So I was like, why is he sweating? And he was kind of shaky. And I was like, oh, sh- something's happening. Um, so He's he sick. was, yeah, I was like, he has the flu, <laughs> but he was just nervous, but he knew I was going to say yes. But again, he said, he was like, but you still, you have to ask. And it's still like, what if you just were like, no. Yeah. 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 Had you been close before to get no. in the ring? No. 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 I mean, I, I was with someone for almost five years, I guess there was some on and off. There was a couple breakups or whatever, um, that I think at the time, 
not I think. I know at the time I was like, oh, I'll probably get married. So, I mean, I would like to get married someday, and so it probably should be him since we've been dating for a few years. <laughs> um, but then he had like a ton of commitment issues, and then when we moved in together – because I was about to break, because I was like, well, if this isn't going anywhere, we at least, you know, forget it. So then he's like, well, let's just move in together, which I'm so glad we did, because that's when I realized I, I cannot uh, live with this person sure. yeah, for yeah. any amount of time, <laughs> let alone the rest of my life. So it was actually me that was like, oh, no, no, this is totally wrong. So, but nobody's, I don't think ever, I've never been in a relationship where it was like, oh, we're probably going to get married soon, except for since high school. When I, when I thought, <laughs> right. you know, when you think like you can't and you can't imagine. I remember thinking with my high school boyfriend, Bucky, I remember th- this was Arkansas, so his name was Bucky. And I remember thinking on his birth certificate. Um, no, his name was Richard on his birth okay. certificate. For Why you want to call him? He didn't even have buck teeth. It makes no sense. But. I remember thinking, like, when we broke up, like, I know they say you'll find someone else, but there's, it's not possible that I'll ever love anyone as much as I love Bucky. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not possible. Oh, I remember. Another reason people don't need to have their life figured out early, because you're fucking wrong, usually. Like, you, yeah. you change so much. I'm not here talking to Mrs. Bucky today. No. No. That would be awful. <laughs> I wouldn't be here. No. I would be, no, I would be so, I would have so many kids. <laughs> I'd be so pregnant, probably. That would be awful. Oh, yeah. That could be the next book. What could have happened? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Go through all those scenarios. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, good old Bucky. Do you know where Bucky is today? No. My mom saw him a couple or a few years ago. Uh, she works at a funeral home, mm. and uh, there's only you know there's like one funeral home around in town. So eventually people stop. Eventually in. Eventually people stop in when they lose an uncle or something yeah. or the, their own lives. But luckily, it was it was just like an older. As an uncle or something. Sure. Um, and I believe she saw, I remember she saw him then. And then she was like showing him my book cover. This Oh, yeah, it was 2012 because it was around then. And she's telling me about it. And I was like, Mom, what's wrong with you? Like, he lost his uncle. He oh, doesn't uncle. want, you know, he doesn't want you rubbing in his face that I like wrote a book. And he was like, she's like, he looked like shit. And he seemed miserable. I'm like, yeah, he was there for a funeral. Yeah. Like, let's give him a little yeah. bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I was like, ha ha. <laughs> nice. Nice. Um, and we haven't talked about your uh, people probably know who your fiance is if they're football fans. Yeah, yeah. He, is he the, plays for the Seahawks mm-hmm. and his name is Josh. Uh, no. John. Yeah. <laughs> Marshall. No. Um, John Ryan. Yes. The yeah. punter. Yeah, he's the punter for the Seahawks. And I looked up an interesting. Did you know he has a. Uh, I wrote it. I actually printed it out here. Do you know much of his. How long have you been a fan of this man's career? Well, since I met him. And how long ago was that? Uh, a year and a half. It's just okay, a year and a yeah. half. You know that he played for the Green Bay Packers. I do. Once, I'm sure you know that. Oh yeah. Did you know that in uh, I'm just going to read this. September 30th, 2007, against the Vikings, he became the first Packers punter to rush for a first down. Oh, I did know that. Yeah. Yes. The uh, the uh, because his rush attempt it resulted in a gain of seven yards on a fake punt that was originally intended to be a pass. However, he did not hear the coaches call it in the off in the last minute. <laughs> yep. Yep. I love that. I know. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. yeah it's, uh, he, you know, and he's, he's known for a few fakes now. He had a, uh, in the, in the playoffs. N- NFC championship yeah. game. Yeah. Against the Packers where That's he, right. he threw a touchdown pass, uh, which is, I believe he's the only punter, uh, to have done that. I think. Okay. That, I think Let's that's the stat. It. Sure. Yeah. Someone will tell me I'm wrong and you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. Whatever. Fine. Tweet it. Tweet me all you want. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I'm sure someone else, maybe someone did it a long time ago. I don't know. Maybe he's only Canadian to have done it. I'm not sure. <laughs> but he did that. Uh, and that was very exciting, obviously. So, and he used to, since he did play for the Packers, they cut him. 
um, this was eight. He's been with the Seahawks now for almost nine years. So right, right. this was a long time ago, but they caught him. And he, you know, of course, that's devastating for anyone. Yeah. And especially he was doing well. So he didn't really understand it. I think it was like in more of a, a, who knows, general manager or something. Somebody was like, eh. And, um, and so I think it, but luckily, I think three days later, he was with the Seahawks. So yeah. it didn't last too long, the panic. But uh, I think it felt really good to throw a touchdown pass against the Green Bay Packers yeah, for him. I obviously. think that was uh, a little bit of a like, oh, that's there a you redemption. go. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it was nice. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I was excited that, but he smiles huge every time. Yeah, yeah. Damn right. Um, and that one, the, he, he was supposed to do that. He didn't, they didn't call it off. So I guess he did the, <laughs> he did the right move on that. As he told the story, though, I, I double checked <laughs> the last second, and I'm still supposed to do it. Yeah. Um, so just a year and a half ago, you met. Yeah, we met January. Um, well, we met in person in February of last year. So it seems. I've heard quick. a little bit about it. There was a Twitter courtship. Yeah, there was a Twitter courtship. There was. Uh, it was this long story short. Well, it's not even that long of a story, but it was uh, that he had seen me when it was Chelsea Lately was still on the air and he watched it, I guess, for whatever reason, he wanted to meet me. And um, he told a mutual friend uh, who is also a comedian on the show, who's a big CX fan, he was down on the sidelines at a championship game last year. Ross and, Matthews. Yeah, Ross heard, Matthews. Correct? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, Crazy. And he was like, please introduce me to Sarah. And then Ross was so excited. He was like, tweet us. And then he told me, he's like, you better answer this guy's tweet. <laughs> he's a fucking Seahawk player. Um, so I didn't really think much of it at first. Obviously, I thought it was just like a weird flirty thing. And, you know. But you Googled him and everything, Yeah, right? I Googled him. Yeah. He, was, he was not married, so that was good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, check that know, first. Was, yeah, you know, you never know, people. Sure. Um, so, and, he, and then when we started talking... Um, I realized, oh, I don't really think he's just flirting. He seems to just know something that I don't know. And then when we met, it was just, it was like, oh, this is, okay, got it. <laughs> it was, Crazy. Yeah, so it seems, I guess, a little quick, but then at the same time, it doesn't at all, yeah. you know? Yeah. So did you follow, do you, uh, how did your schedules match up during the season? Um, it was, I got to go to a good amount of games. I think I went to more than either of us thought I would be able to. It's a little trickier doing stand up in the fall, especially it's always right. busy then. And, um, so would you were, work Saturdays and then leave like wherever you were to go watch and play? There Sunday? were a couple times I would do that. Yeah. Wow. Um, if I was close enough, um, the, I think the worst story about that is that, um, I was performing in Erie, Pennsylvania, not okay. to name drop, but I was at um at a, actually a, a, yeah a great club called Juniors. It's actually a great place. But um, and this was in January, and um, it was the game where he threw the the touchdown pass. I wasn't there because oh. I was coming back. I had that scheduled for a while. I didn't you know I didn't know it was going to be a championship game at the time. Uh, on that Sunday, but, and you're flying back from Pennsylvania, especially Erie, you have like one shot to get out of there and it was delayed. Oh no. So I wasn't supposed to go to the game anyway, but I was at least going to be home watching it. Yeah. You know, and instead I was just on a plane following it on my phone. Oh. And when that happened, I had Wi-Fi and my phone, like all my iMessages just exploded, of course, you know? Yeah. So I was like, oh my God, he either did something amazing or he's dead. Like, I don't know what happened because I'm just following it on a phone. It doesn't say, you know, right away, like, oh, 
someone threw a touchdown pass. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so, but reading my, and then I was reading my text, and I'm like, okay, so something could happen. So it was kind of a bummer that I wasn't there for that. But, you know, I have to work, so. Yeah. So, but I got to go to a lot. I got to go to a lot of Seattle games. Um, and the weekends I was off, it was obviously easy to go there. And then, like, they played in San Diego once, so I got, that was easy, which was nice. Um, I, I flew in from somewhere and then just drove down that morning. Yeah. And, um when Thanksgiving, they played the 49ers. So that was convenient for me. Yeah. <laughs> so I definitely got to make a few. How are the, uh, do you sit like with the other, you know, relative, the player, the family section, isn't it called? The yeah, player's family it's, section? It's funny. I have um, at the CX Stadium, his, he's really close with one of his coaches and his coach, they, his, his fiance always goes. Um, and she usually goes by herself, so they always have an extra seat. Oh, okay. And so they're really good friends, and he knows that I would get along with her. So I've gone and sat usually with her, in which I guess is the coach's wives section. Okay. So I think it's a little more like, um, you know, like they're they're a little older. They, you know, they're it's like a little more mat- mature section. Meaning interesting. Like, because like, I'm not That's positive. Very interesting. Yeah, I'm not positive what it would be like to sit. You know, I haven't met all the wives, and I shouldn't. You know. Uh, say because I have no idea so far everyone all the wives that I've met have been really really awesome to me I mm-hmm. had a total fear of meeting them that they were going to be like oh who's this girl and you know uh-huh. I don't know I just assume I just made it all up in my head because that's like Why not? I don't know maybe I watched like too many episodes of Basketball Wives right. or something yeah. yeah but so far everyone's been awesome and then one time I did sit with like I guess it was the family section um, but I didn't really get to meet. I didn't know who was who. So you don't want to just like walk up and be like, Hey, who's way for you? Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I felt uh-huh. a little, and then a couple that knew that I was John's fiance introduced them to themselves to me. So I got to meet some girls, but it's pretty fun. It's a weird experience. It's definitely. And there was like one time when I was on the sidelines and there was like, there's a club inside, uh, like a little bar or whatever. Um, and, and a few of the wives were in there and they're like dressed so much nicer than me. I'm just wearing his jersey and shoes, yeah, you know, yeah. like, t- and like tennis shoes and they're kind of dressed up. I'm like, well, fuck, am I supposed to dress up for the games? You know, I know. So I learning. definitely know where the uh, players wives sit like at Minnesota wild games. Yeah. And how do I, they're all pretty much very attractive. Yeah. And they all are uh, very thin and they all wear black. Oh really? Like black boots, black skirts, black sweaters, black turtlenecks, black everything's black. That's so funny. Yeah, like I don't know if it's it's just that because that's the classy thing. Or, I guess. I, yeah. I, it I almost mean, seems, I swear it's like they. I'm they, picturing it. It sounds nice, but yeah. I would be like, is that a choir? Like you see everyone, you know, like with black turtlenecks. You're like, is there? Is there? Are they about to break into song over there? Must be um, a dress code. I, yeah. I, I don't know about, but. Yeah, I it's mean, cold. Seattle's like it's a little cold during the football season, so I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm usually just in his jersey, and then I have like a couple sweatshirts underneath it, and jeans and tennis shoes. The uh, you know the Vikings are in between stadiums right now. Oh, they okay. Were at the Metrodome, and then that has been uh, torn down, and now they're building a new Viking stadium that opens after one more season where the Vikings are playing at uh, the, on campus, for the University of Minnesota. Oh, cool. And that has no roof outside. Back to the old days. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I worked a game last uh, winter where it was 12. That's fucking terrible. 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Seahawks is open, so it rain, and it rains a lot there, and they yeah. just have to deal with it. But I will say, I was, um, I was like, I'm very glad I didn't meet you in your Green Bay days because that <laughs> right? sounds like it would have been super cold. Yeah, and you know, I go to some road games, obviously, but not too many because you can't see each other. You know, they don't um, they, like they have a curfew; they have to be in bed at ten, and you can't be in the hotel room with them. Like they're not even Does he if have you're a roommate. On the road, he doesn't. Do they do that? 
They do. Some of them do. But uh, since he's been on for a while, I think like when you when you get uh, yeah, seniority. You, uh, yeah. Yeah. You get. So he has his own room. It's uh, which is awesome. He loves that. But yeah, other guys like rookies are, you know, they're sharing sharing a room with another grown man. It must be awful. Right. Can you? <laughs> yes. Or maybe it's fun. I don't know. Uh, Sounds awful. It would be fun until it's time to go to sleep. Yeah. And then you're like, good night. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But you can't like we can only hang out until like ten, and then and they have meetings before that and stuff. So and then they leave right after games. So yeah, I usually I don't go to that many road games unless they're close, just because you know you don't really see them anyway. Yeah, I mean obviously I want to go to the game if I can watch them play. Like I'll go to their first game, which is in St. Louis this year. Um, but I'm not going to go to Green Bay. I'm not going to go out there and just not be able to see them and take go all the way to Green Bay and yeah. then just be able to like see them for two seconds. <laughs> They're probably going to boo him this year since he threw that touchdown pass. Oh, for pass, sure. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> you can, oh, you should go. Get a uh, get a jacket, a parka-sized jersey with you know his number I on should, the I should, really. Yeah, yeah, I know. Probably People will probably yell at me, throw things at me. Oh, I love that. I love that. So um, God, the pl- where have you set a date for your wedding, we, by the way? Tentatively July 9th of next year. Oh. Um, we're just waiting to make sure that we can do it at the place that we just found, um, which is in Cabo. We just want to get oh. right on a beach somewhere and have it kind of small. And yeah, that's what I want to do. I just really want a beach wedding and I want it to be kind of easy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what we're going to do. Yeah. We we discussed that and it just didn't seem like it was going to work with getting people there yeah that's part of i mean that's going to be an issue i think i don't know hopefully people just don't get mad and they go i understand you know because you can only invite so many people to something like that because it's expensive for them but it's also expensive for you because like you know once you start going oh sure i'll just invite everyone then all of a sudden it's like double you know because people will be like oh cool i'll show up because that's a vacation and then you're paying like per head or whatever so i don't know yeah i just you know and i also completely will understand if anyone who's invited can't make the trip like i get I think when you're doing a destination wedding, you have to just understand that some people aren't going to be able to make it. And yeah. that's totally fine. Uh, do, are you prepared to like do any planning or is that why no. you're going to do it on a beach and have just a few people? Because you don't want to be involved in all that no. wedding crap. I'm not good at it. I have no interest in it. I don't have like the girly design bone in my body. I don't <laughs> care. I truly am like, I don't care. I just... You don't have a wedding page on Pinterest? I don't have oh. a wedding. My friend Jackie, who is like a big... She's an interior designer too, so it's in her. But she was like, you're going to want to get on Pinterest. You're gonna, And I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I am so not going to want to do that. I just want... I know I want white flowers because it's at the beach. Like white flowers and blue linen sounds nice to me. Yeah. She's like, well, what kind of white flowers? I'm like, I don't fucking care. Whatever ones the hotel yeah. says they have. Like, Make sure they're flowers, not weeds. Yeah, yeah. That's all. That is kind of the bonus of a of a destination wedding is at the hotels they have. You know, they have someone who does this. Yeah. Especially in Mexico. Yeah. Probably a hundred to two hundred times a year. Yeah. So. Um, they know, and if I just like send them a photo of some flowers I like, they'll find them. <laughs> It'll be fine. Sure. Yeah, and then you don't really. Your the beach is your is your decoration. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't need much. Exactly. Yeah, open exactly. bar, and that's all I need. Open bar, very yeah. important. Very that's important. very important. Yeah. Very very important. Are you? Um, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, I was going to say thanks. By the way, going back to the uh, you being an Angels fan, thanks for Irvin Santana. Oh yeah, who's been suspended for the first half of the season and I hasn't done anything? Yeah, for the twins? I. I mean, I was so surprised when I read that, and then also read that he said like, "Oh, I guess I should be more careful what I take in my home town or something." Like, I, he's from the the Dominican, I think, I right? Believe so. Yeah. Um, and I guess he says he took something there, and it has stuff in it that's banned, and. 
I was like, so I was asking John about that because I was like, could that happen? And he's like, it for sure can happen. Like it can't, he can legitimately have not realize something but you have i guess they have like a hotline that you call yeah anytime you want to take a supplement i don't know anything about this but he's talking and they tell you like yes that's fine that's clear however we have no idea if something's tainted so we can't take responsibility if you take it like you know but if you're in the dominican republic maybe don't take something new <laughs> you know like just stick to whatever you usually take and um, as someone not from the dominican republic and i just if i happen to be there no i wouldn't no 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 wouldn't. no, no. <laughs> or anywhere really i'm not but a world class athlete either so what yeah, do i know but i feel like anywhere you anywhere even like um even in here in the united states like just don't take something new yeah, down an alley in minneapolis here yeah, yeah. not a good plan yeah. so i feel i know i mean who knows i guess some people probably do not on purpose try to do something but at the same time yeah. because they know they're going to get tested so i don't feel like you know like as john said he's like nobody's taking no one's putting a needle in their ass taking steroids like everyone right. knows you'll get caught yeah. like there's not right. happening anymore so usually it is something that was in something and either people didn't know it or they knew it and didn't think it would you know show up how is it does he eating with uh with John, does he wa- Is it annoying? I thought it was going to be the most annoying thing in the world, especially. I mean, for Punter, he's a big guy, and he's very, um, you know, he's he's into being very. He doesn't. He's not like a. I don't know. I think in my people's minds, punters are like these little guys. Whatever. He's a big guy. I mean, yeah. not as many. Like, there's more guys like him now. I think, but um, yeah, I thought it was going to be super annoying, but it's actually more annoying because he eats whatever. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I mean, not whatever. Like during the season, especially, he's a little more strict. Or he'll have, like, I came over uh, for a weekend, and and it was right before the playoffs, so he was being even more, um, you know, strict and in, in in his head. So I opened the refrigerator, and there were like little these little tiny Ziploc things with like broccoli in them, and then another little tiny one with rice. And it was like the saddest portion of both. <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck is this?" He's like, "That's what I'm eating for dinner right now." And I was like, "I got to get out of here." I was like, "This is gonna be awful." <laughs> But um, but no, I'm craving a Whopper from Burger King right now. Yeah, like he's pretty. I mean, obviously, he really watches it during the season and stuff and anything. But other than that, it's yeah. I think it is more annoying though because he can eat whatever he wants and because he works out for a living. Yeah. So yeah, yeah as a woman, you're like fuck off. <laughs> I can't eat that. <laughs> yeah. Do either of you cook? No. 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 He made uh, dinner for me um, on my birthday. Aww. Uh He made homemade spaghetti and meatballs because that's my favorite dish and so and he was like we go out to dinner all the time so it felt he was like for your 40th birthday i wanted to make you dinner and it was awesome um and it was actually really good but neither of us are you know i've made him like a couple of things and he's like this is fine you know we don't (laughs) we eat out there's a lot of eating out and i think because we both lived alone for so long too like i was i lived by myself for like seven years now before I met him and it was, I just, I'm so used to not being home. And so if I cook anything, it's, I know how to make like two things and they're not great, you know, but I don't mind them because I'm used to it. So if I'm home and I have long enough to actually buy groceries, that's what I get. And that's what I eat for the week. You know, we're, uh, my fiance, fiance and I are very excited because her Italian grandmother is coming to town, uh, the next couple of weeks and has literally made plans. I'm going to come over and teach you how to cook. Not me, but yeah. to her. 
That's yes. awesome. Yeah. Yes. Some real Italian food. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. That sounds pretty great. I'm so freaking excited. Send her to California when you're done. I don't <laughs> want I don't want her to teach me to cook. I just want her to cook for me. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, I'm clearing out the freezer before she comes. Yeah, weekend. yeah. No yeah. doubt. That's awesome. I'm very excited. Is there something else? We I've taken up a quite a bit of your time here. Is there something else that we should be mentioning before Um, no, I mean What else is going on? Anything else? No, I'm uh, you know, I'm working on an idea to sell my show, my book as a show. So, we'll see how that goes. And if anyone listening wants to read, hopefully you'll buy my book. Has anyone seen my pants? Is the name of it. And it's uh Wait, well, we never said the title. Oh yeah, we? I just realized that. Yeah. So, that's the title. It's called Has Anyone Seen My Pants? You can get it anywhere, or Amazon, ebook, paperback audio and uh i think it's getting really good reviews i was reading some of the reviews this morning sarah and uh i i they're amazing yeah i was really happy because you know that's a place you can really get killed and um yeah and and it can be someone with my first book i definitely saw a couple that i i was like this person didn't read the book they were basically like oh just another chelsea handler one night stand book and i was like that's actually not at all. I mean, yeah, I, in that book, more than this one, there's a few stories about some dumb things I did with <laughs> quote-unquote relationships. Sure, um, sure. But it's because I was in my 20s and yeah. I was just – but, you know, there were several – I mean, I I lost a boyfriend and, and like, he passed away oh, and yeah. I, like, I wrote that. And, like, there were all kinds of – I don't just – it's just not yeah. – not that – listen, Chelsea's One Night Stand books are fucking great and sell really well. Yeah. And, it's just not – of course I wasn't going to write the same thing. So a couple times I was like, you didn't even read the book. You just literally judged it by its cover and yeah. then went and wrote a review on Amazon, which is really shitty. Like, if you didn't like it for some reason – I, I can't stop someone from writing a review and I get that's going to happen, but at least read it, you yeah, know, yeah. don't like, don't give other people this opinion in their head. But uh, anyway, that one ended up still getting, you know, really good reviews as well on there. But this one has been, I've been really happy with it. I mean, I think I learned more about writing. So I think even though I'm very, very proud of my first book, I think this one's probably a little better written and, and, um, and I don't know. I just again was honest about a lot of things that I think the best part is you're you're seeing people say like I relate to this. It made me feel better about this, and that's men and women, and it's really great. It, am I? I mean, it is pretty crazy timing that you just wrote this book about, and then all of a sudden now you're engaged. I know. Right? I know. Yeah. Well, I meet him. I met him while I was writing it. So the last two chapters are actually about him. Oh, okay. And, um, I sort of. Well, we weren't engaged, obviously, when it came out. So I. Or when I finished it, so I left it very open ended. With were you him. using his name? In it? Yeah, he. I mean, I talked to him about it because I was like, "Look, I'm writing about my life," and I mean, by then we already were like, "We know we're gonna," you know. I wasn't worried that I was gonna write it and then we were gonna be broken up, but of course Aww. I said in it, I said, you know, I don't know what's gonna happen. This is, but yeah. but I did just, you know, it's an interesting thing when you're writing about your life. You kind of want to remain honest, so I could have, I don't know, I filled the last couple chapters with, I guess, anything else, but it didn't, I mean, it, it was like such a sort of, it just kind of bookended perfectly, and I yeah. was like, I guess this is just gonna, how it's going to end. So What, what amazing it's timing. got a nice little happy ending in it. Kind of maybe could lead to then a third book. Yeah. Right? I think so. I think if I sit with those wives, um, I can definitely write a book. <laughs> After he retires, so they don't get mad. No, right, I, no, right. I, I can't, I can't imagine. So far, I can't imagine I have anything negative to say about them, actually, so far. So so far, so good. Yeah. So far, I've been very welcomed. There's no rules about uh, family members getting uh, boozed up at the games, is there? 
Not that I know of, or I haven't been told. I definitely drink beers, and usually there's like club access. When I was sitting with the with like I said, his coach, his coach's wife, and we would just go in. There's a little like Delta Sky Club, and you could have a cocktail in there. But they don't let you bring your cocktails out. You have to have just beer at the stadium, oh, okay. at football stadium. Okay. I don't know if that's all football stadiums, but. Only beer is allowed outside of the clubs or whatever. Oh, uh, no, I don't think that's universal. Yeah, it's probably just some rule. They but have. I usually like it's. I, I I get pretty nervous during them now, and which you'd think makes you drink more. But I think like I kind of forget sort of. I, I just but I'll you know I have a couple of a few beers while I'm there. As someone who's gone worked so many sporting events, the number one rule is happy fans drink more. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a, true. It's not. It's not. Oh, I bet they're selling beers because they're doing so bad. No. People are miserable and they leave or they don't show up or they don't want to spend money anymore. People are having fun. That's yeah. why they're drinking beer. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. That makes sense to me. Well, I, what are you selling the books after the shows? Yeah. Anything the else? will be here after the shows. Um, I'll sign them, whatever, too. If you already have one, bring, bring it, too. I'll yeah. sign that. I know. That's good. I'm good. Thank you. This I, is fun. I do have one more question. Uh, have you, did, they, did the publisher put you through like the um, where you just did... You know, like the how do I want to say this? Do you ever have to deal with any stuffy book people as part of your uh, book tour? Um, you don't have to give names, but is there? No, I mean on my first tour, I did like book signings in bookstores. Um, is that what you mean? Sort yeah. of, yeah. Um, and it just they were just weird because it was, um, you know, I was doing shows in the same cities, so I felt like, why am I at the bookstore when I'm going to be at the club? Like. I did, for me, the audience is is the people that are coming to the clubs, you know. So I did a couple bookstores the first time, and it just was sort of I don't know. I, I would feel like that's more of such a you know a, a different world for me. Whereas I'm like I'm an author and comedian, so I want to I'll sell the books afterwards in my environment. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, and it's made more sense. Yeah. So this time they didn't. They actually sent me one thing. They were like, oh. There's a such and such bookstore is hoping you'll come by. And I was like, I'm, but I'm performing that night. I just feel like, why well, split my audience? You know, right. like have them just, I don't know. Um, and maybe it's just in my head that it's that way. Of course, if there's a bookstore that's like, please come, you know, of course I would because I also know the bookstores are, you know, dying yeah. and they need business. But at the same time, I don't think I'm bringing that much regular bookstore business. I think I'm bringing a lot more to the clubs instead, you know? Yeah, for sure. I yeah. do. I just thought of another question that I was going to ask you about uh, Amazon. When I was reading the reviews on Amazon uh, of your book, one of them said, at the very end, it said, and to be honest, I was given this book for free for an honest review. Yeah. What is that? I don't know. I don't know. I guess that must be something my publisher did. I don't, I saw that one too, because they were like, I thought I was going to hate this book. The, the, the title and the cover, I thought it was going to yeah. be a nightstand book, but then it was like a really positive review right. where he's like, it's totally I think it was I think it was a guy too and he's like this is not what I expected which was nice again you're not supposed to judge the book by its cover right, right. um so but yeah I saw that one too um I I've stopped looking at the reviews because like they've been good so like I don't want to curse it and I don't want to know sure sure if someone says but um I, and I don't know I, I think publishers must must set that up somehow okay. yeah or maybe Amazon asked them to I don't know yeah, I don't know how it works it's an Amazon yeah thing. Well, this yeah, this has been great. I'm yeah. really happy you uh, made the time. To yeah, do this. thank you. Thanks you, for having me. I, I really appreciate it and uh, continued success. I wish I would have brought a book with. It would have been a great gift to uh, to give my fiance. Well, I'll have them. Um, well, I can we can get one to you. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, well, let's go take care of that right now. Yes, yes. Sarah, thank you. <laughs> thank you.